Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we are challenged by the Lord Jesus concerning love. All of us, no doubt, love someone. How many of us love everyone? In light of Jesus' declaration that those who suffer for his namesake will be blessed, Jesus continues by commanding his followers to love their enemies. Yes, the followers of the Lord Jesus are to love the very people who harm and mistreat them. Challenging? Absolutely. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 6 and study Love Your Enemies. And as we prepare our hearts to draw near to God in this study, let's pray together. Father, we approach you today recognizing that you are holy and that you are God. You are God and there is no other. There is none like you. And Father, you command us, you instruct us, and we are to follow, we are to obey in everything, in the easy commands, those that we understand, and in the difficult ones, those that we are challenged to understand and do. Father, such is a command like love your enemies. We pray, Father, that you would give us an understanding mind and heart, that we would embrace not only the command to do these things, but understand how we are to go about doing them. What does this look like? Where does the power to love our enemies come from? Guide us in our study, and I pray, Father, that as we study your word, as we hear this together, that we will honor you as the one and holy God, worthy of our worship and worthy of our obedience. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Looking at Luke chapter 6, verse 27 and 28, we read these words. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. This passage is very important to us. It comes on the heels of Jesus telling his disciples that they are blessed because of circumstances that they normally would not consider blessed in. Blessed are the poor, or the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are hungry. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the cause of Jesus Christ. Those things are not pleasant. And naturally, in the flesh, a normal human being would not consider themselves blessed in those circumstances. But Jesus promises a blessing from God. He promises that they will be genuinely happy in their hearts, that they are to rejoice over these things because God will bless them. Well, on the heels of telling us that we are going to be persecuted for Jesus' name and those who are persecuted will be blessed, he says, Love your enemies. But he's talking to those of you who hear. That's an important thing to consider. Not everyone who reads the Bible hears what it's saying. Not everyone who goes to Bible study or Sunday school class, who sits in a sermon or listens to podcasts, not everyone is hearing. Well, they might be hearing with their ears. They might even be hearing with their minds. But not everyone hears with their heart. Not everyone hears spiritually, because what Jesus is saying here is he's talking to those who hear in their heart, who hear, who understand, and who apply it, who do it. 
If you hear the words of God and do not do them, you are not hearing the way God requires us to. James tells us in his letters that we are to not only be hearers of the word, but doers as well. That's true hearing. So those who are willing to hear, those who hear spiritually in their hearts, Jesus tells them, love your enemies. Now, why does he say that to those who hear rather than those who are not hearing spiritually? Well, because he's wasting his time with those who are not hearing spiritually. Those who want greater understanding, those who want to grow in maturity, he's talking to them and he says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. The first thing we need to understand about this command is we're being commanded to do what Jesus did. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not simply to do what he says, but we're to live like he lived, do what he did. Jesus loved his enemies. We see that throughout his ministry, but on the cross, we see Jesus loving his enemies by saying to the Father, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He's loving them and doing good to them. He's appealing to the Father on their behalf. And on the cross, he's dying for his enemies. We are all enemies of Jesus Christ when we are in our sin and have not trusted him as our Savior and our Lord. We are enemies of God because of our sin, because of our waywardness, our walking away from him, our disobedience. God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, enemies, Christ died for us. We are being commanded to love our enemies because God and Jesus loves their enemies. Now let's note, loving our enemies does not mean that we approve of them. Loving our enemies does not mean that we engage in fellowship with them. Loving our enemies means that we are doing lovingly toward them. We are ministering to them according to their needs. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. This command flies in the face of all of our desires to retaliate against those who hate us. We want to hate our enemies, or at the very least, we don't want to treat them positive or well at all. But we are to love them. We are to do good to those who hate you. We are to bless those who curse you. We're not to gossip. We're not to murmur. We're not to grumble against those who curse us. We're not to wish ill for them. Rather, we are to say positive things toward them. We are to bless them. That doesn't mean we approve. What that simply means is we are not in a position to condemn them. We bless them by sharing the gospel. We bless them by treating them well. We bless them by praying for them. And that's what he says next. Jesus says, not only are we to love our enemies, do good to those who hate us, bless those who curse us, but we are to pray for those who mistreat us. We don't just pray for our family. We don't just pray for our friends. We don't just pray for our church family or those that we think fondly of. We pray for those who mistreat us. And we need to understand, those who mistreat us need prayer. What is it that we're to pray? We're to pray for their salvation. We're to pray for God to work in their hearts and minds to bring about in them an enlightenment to come into the light of Jesus Christ, a life that comes through faith in Jesus Christ, an understanding that comes through the indwelling Holy Spirit. 
We're to pray that they become people who no longer mistreat believers. We are to pray that there are people who trust in Jesus Christ and come into the kingdom. So many Christians not only don't do this, they do the opposite of these things. They despise their enemies. They mistreat those who hate them. They ignore them. They turn their face away. They do not bless those who curse, but rather they do evil gestures, make evil faces. They cause harm to those who cause harm to them. And not only do we not pray for those who mistreat us, many believers, many who profess Jesus Christ's love in their life, they mistreat those who mistreat them. Gossiping about other people is mistreating them. Spreading tales, even if they're true, about other people is mistreatment. That is not loving your enemies. That's not loving other people. That's not doing good. We need to be forgiving. We need to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need to love while embracing joy and peace. We need to be kind while long-suffering. We need to do good. We need to be faithful. We need to be self-controlled. We need to understand that this is what God calls us to. And they'll know that we are followers of the Lord Jesus if we have love for one another. They'll know more clearly if we have love for our enemies. We are never more like Jesus Christ than when we love. We are never more like Jesus Christ and God the Father than when we love our enemies. Now let's note, the enemies of God will not go to heaven. That's not what love looks like. But the enemies of God have an opportunity to trust Christ. God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. We need to be like God in this. We need to hear these words meditate on them, and somehow incorporate these truths into our hearts and lives so that they come out of our life every single day. That's what we're called to, to love our enemies. Father in heaven, this is hard. I know you know it's hard because Jesus had to do this. You know what it is to suffer with sinners. You know what it is to suffer with those who do not love you who in fact hate and work against you, who blaspheme your name. Father, help us to be so full of the Holy Spirit that we do what you've called us to do. Help us to recognize what it is to live holy and righteous before you, to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Apart from holiness, no one will see your face. That's what we're told in Hebrews. Help us not to continue in sin. Help us not to continue acting like the people of this world but to live and embrace the character and life of the Lord Jesus day by day. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.